This is Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Matt, and that's Ryan. Ryan, I'm not a porn star. I'm not a wandering star. I'm not a gang star. I'm a star's star. Matt, where the fuck did Monday go? <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, it was very short this this week. We are doing David Bowie's Black Star. That was the one lyric that I didn't say. I took I took uh, I chopped up uh, I chopped up the uh, the background singing from the title track Black Star uh, a little bit, where he talks about all the kinds of stars he's not uh, and the kinds of stars he is. He is a stars star, and he is a black star, and uh, and. Where where uh, where did Monday go? Indeed, we're recording this on on election day. Maybe we were so worried about that that we forgot uh, we forgot to live through Monday and pay attention to it uh, entirely. It's funny we don't we don't know. We're talking about we're talking about this David Bowie. Um, we're talking about this David Bowie album. We don't know uh, where our country is going. We don't know. Uh, we don't know. This may, this may be the last theory for turntables. This may be <laughs> our swan song. You know that we we may not know something that you don't know, uh, and uh, and 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 that just as this was Bowie's Black Star is Bowie's final album, this could be our final podcast. So I mean, a couple words about that. Like this this album came up in connection with our discussion of Leonard Cohen's "You Want It Darker" last week because um, there is a uh, it it deals with mortality. It, in in a similar way and yet a different way. The different way is that whereas Leonard Cohen is dealing with mortality in an upfront way, and though everyone knows he is elderly and infirm, we don't know anything specific uh, about his his health. But we know we know he's sort of elderly and and we know he's uh, infirm. Um, the uh, uh, the circumstances surrounding the release of this record were that David Bowie died of liver cancer um, a few days after it was released. Which was also his 69th birthday. So he turned 69 and released the album and passed away two days later, later, uh, um, I believe, in early January of 2016. And news of his illness, no one knew he was, uh, that he was sick, right? Like, so uh, news of his illness kind of broke with his death. And that so there's a, a sort of terrible dramatic irony embedded in a lot of this, mm. a lot of this record, uh, or at least it's irresistible to read it that way in that uh, he knew and we didn't know. And then we knew. And, and now, and now he knew and <laughs> right now we know he knew uh, you could g- go down this, this rabbit. This becomes well, an Abbott and Costello routine very, very quickly. But the, the point is um, that we read it in a new light in, in light of Bowie's death. Well, and, and it's, it's, uh, you know, just to add to the irony, um, a day before the album was released, um, Pitchfork reviewed the album, um, giving it, uh, the designation of best new music. And the first line of this review, uh, which is, you know, again, before David Bowie had passed is David Bowie has died many deaths, uh, yet he is still with us. Uh, he has popular music's ultimate Lazarus. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so that, that kind of even adds, right. Just that, even that being the the way that it is uh, read uh, is very interesting, right? Yeah, it's uh, uh, and and all of the. I mean, 
you know, all of these things. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's one of these, it's one of these things, right? Like we talked last week about the kind of the knowledge, the uh, a kind of acceptance, uh, a sort of acceptance of mortality as being, as being the sort of terrible final knowledge. Um, and the terrible kind of final, not for realness of, of life, uh, because it's never, it's never complete. You know, you never get all of your projects done. You never quite manage to comprehend the whole thing. Um, last, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Uta Hagen said something about, about Chekhov. Uta Hagen is a, is a, a mid 20th century and, and, uh, slightly later 20th century teacher of acting. And, um, she, uh, said something about, about Chekhov and the kind of the, the fatalism of kind of Russian literature at the time and a particular quality of Chekhov's plays where the characters are always sighing. They're always kind of singing to each other. He's like, Oh, 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 these sort of terrible sighs. And, uh, and it's, she says like, um, that, that beauty is wonderful and you can't help but chase it. Uh, but it's also terrifying and ultimately tragic because you can't have it all. You know, you can't, uh, you can't have it all and you can't, um, you can't live forever. And that's, and, and yes, on the, on the surface, we all, we all know that. Uh, and yet there is a certain, there's a certain way of knowing that, that sort of accepts it as being true for you that, uh, leads through that, that leads through a gateway and you can kind of see in, in late works of certain artists in all genres who deal, who deal with this particular question that there's a a shift somehow. And, um, and the irony is that, that, uh, Bowie had made the shift and we didn't know, um, we didn't, we didn't know he had. And, and in retrospect, we might be, we might be tempted to, uh, we might be tempted to sort of re reevaluate though. You can't, I mean, you can't, it's one of it's one of these things it's it's one of these bells you know you can't like 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 death itself it's it's a bell you can't unring um yeah. and yet there were there there were those two days in january right <laughs> where the album was out um and and bowie was alive right yeah. um and then that is that itself is is interesting and and unique i mean i i, I want to say unprecedented but, but there may be other precedent um but for there to be a release of an album um and then for there to be this kind of even just this leap of dramatic irony or this brief moment um before it was like immediately immediately recontextualized um and that and and i i remember both sides of the divide and i remember reading the the press for the album and listened to it and then i remember um uh you know i think waking up uh as with several of these um these these uh deaths of great musicians this year um i think as with fife dog from a tribe called quest waking up and and kind of seeing the social media wave wash over me right uh and and so that the, the, but there were those two two days where um and you again you can't um totally go back to the, the to to the two days um before um everything was recontextualized but it's still there right so so this is i mean um lazarus of course is is a reference to the the story in the christian gospels it's john chapter 11 in case you want to go uh in case you want to go look it up and um there is a peculiar detail in 
the story of Lazarus. Uh, so, um, uh, so, so Jesus knows Lazarus, like they're bros, right? And, uh, and he knows his sister and, and, uh, or sorry, uh, Martha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martha and her, Martha and her sister, the sisters of Lazarus. He knows the whole family. He's tight. He's like one of those uncles who's not really your uncle, you know. And um, when Jesus hears that Lazarus is sick, he says, "This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby." Uh, and when he heard. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her, uh, her sister and Lazarus. They were tight, right? When he heard, therefore, that he was sick. He abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then he said to his disciples, let's go into Judea again. And they go to dead Lazarus and they raise him, they raise him from the dead. Now this, this, uh, prefigures Christ being raised from the dead on the third day, but it also prefigures the two days. <laughs> Right. <laughs> During which Black Star was huh. released with the song called Lazarus on it, uh, during which David Bowie, David Bowie was um, still alive, you know? Uh, and- so what you're saying is Lazarus was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we'll let you ponder that and ponder all kinds of final existential questions, uh, ultimate questions, as you consider Lazarus uh, and Black Star and the other songs on on Black Star. And let's uh, let's uh, have a good uh, talk about it uh, once you've had a chance to listen to the record. And after we return from uh, these words from our commercial sponsor. Are you experiencing inner turmoil? Oh, so much. My mind is like a like a, a, a tossing ocean, a stormy sea. Don't you wish you just had an outlet to externalize all of those violent emotions? It's like it's dying to come out my fingers, but I just have no outlet for it. Why not play the saxophone? What is this miraculous curved piece of metal? Well, why, just grip it in your hands, and you will wail with all of the sorrows of a thousand gnashing teeth. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, My neighbors are, are banging on the walls. They must be feeling the same agony that I am now that I'm playing the saxophone. You're welcome. Play the saxophone. And we're back. You know, Matt, I have a, I have a question for you. <laughs> All right, go for it. <laughs> you know this uh, this this Black Star with with its with its saxophones uh, and its and its shifting rhythms and its and its overarching conceptual apparatuses and its its vignettes and its its kind of uh, doors and hallways. It, is it a prog R and B album? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh the, i think the thing it's missing that really would make it a prog r&b album is like skits 
you right. know, yeah, 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 <laughs> or yeah, like, yeah. like, word. Yeah. yeah, found audio or spoken word poetry or something. It's missing like Master that. P. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's missing, missing Master P. It's missing the Kendrick Lamar poem. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it, well, here's the thing it's, it's ever so slightly more tuneful uh, than a lot of the than a mm. lot of the prog R&B that, that we have been listening to. Um, but yeah, I think that is not a bad tradition to, to sort of think about this in, especially given the kind of uh, throwback Casio keyboard drums that are, you know what I mean, that are kind of omnipresent throughout, throughout the, the thing. It reminds me a little bit sometimes of like when I was a kid and would just push like demo mode on the synthesizer and uh, would listen to some of the, you know, uh, clear, yeah. clearly sequence. I, I always liked Bossa Nova. Right. Yeah. Uh, the clear- that, that, do, do, that, do, that, do, do, that, that, do, that, that. I think that was the bossa nova. That was the, the drum beat. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And, and, and then just mess around on the, uh, uh, and then just mess around on the keyboard. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's, it's definitely that. I mean, the, the, I, I have sort of been thinking about the relationship, like the, the big dichotomy I feel musically is the relationship between those sequence drums. Um, and they feel, see, even when they use real drum sounds, it, it, they feel sequenced to me. Um, you know, and, and that is the, to me, that's the connection to, uh, that's the connection to prog R and B is the kind of beat making that's on the, mm. that's, mm. that's on the, on the record. Um, with the, uh, with the kind of the jazz, the experimental jazz gestures yeah. that go into this, I guess. So I guess in that respect, it's closest on the Prague R&B continuum. It's closest to, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly um, because of the use of, right, because of the use of like yeah. a, a kind of an experimental jazz band and, and uh, uh, because of the, the, some of the instrumentation, like the, the brass and woodwinds, especially like there's, there is, yeah. there is straight up flute, <laughs> like on a, tr- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a track of this uh on a track of this album and that is not something you hear a lot in pop music and it is really i mean i was I, you know joking about the saxophone but it is really there a lot right and it is it, and it, it's often many of the kind of most kind of emotional moments of the album are 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 from the saxophone right that bowie obscures but the saxophone reveals yeah <laughs> right uh and and that that's where it that that that's where really kind of the direct um, emotion is. You know, there's also um, speaking of a butterfly that there is a um, a quote that is actually on the um, the genius overview of the album where um, uh, Tony Visconti, uh, who um, who produced the co-produced the album with Bowie, uh, says that they were listening to a lot of Kendrick Lamar when making the album. <laughs> uh, and I think the quote is, "We wound up with nothing like that, but we love the fact that Kendrick was so open-minded." And he didn't do a straight up hip hop record. He threw everything on there, and that's exactly what we wanted to do. The goal, in many many ways, was to avoid rock and roll. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting that's an interesting thing. And yet, like, I definitely hear a pop lineage. I definitely hear like an eighties, uh, especially like an eighties. 
uh, pop and sort of post-punk yeah. kind, kind of lineage in in the record. So yeah, it's not rock and roll in the sense of kind of like chugga chugga chords and and uh, um, stuff like that. But it, I mean, was was Bowie ever making rock and roll? I guess, I guess. I mean, uh, he was making. I, I mean, we talked about uh, what do we talk about? Heroes and, and Heroes. We, talk, we talked about like the Kraut Rockets landing in um, landing in England, and it wasn't. You know, it, they it, they didn't call it Kraut Jazz, right? Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but he was he was rocking, but was he rolling? Uh, you know, like, I, and I, I say this like you know, even or or thinking about other. I mean, I guess. That even in moments of, you know, I think about, um, oh, some of the stuff from, um, from, from Ziggy Stardust and, and that era, um, that even, even the, the kind of rock songs of the earlier career are embedded in these weird, in, in, in characters, right? Or in, um, in, in kind of, you know, space operas in concept albums, right? And so that there was always, there was always kind of a latent postness. Um, and certainly by the time you get to Heroes uh, or or Low or the kind of other late 70s albums where Bowie has decamped to Berlin, you're already also very much kind of have have lifted off from from rock and roll um, and are in something much more post. And 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 oddly, this returns to that kind of sound very directly and, 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 and some of the kind of specific kinds of sounds, but also kind of the, the, the elements of, of fusion. Yeah. It, well, even something like uh, a space oddity, which is one of the three Bowie songs that probably everybody knows, right? Like that, that uh, even, even sort of Philistines know, right. That has that has a sort of episodic structure yeah. has um, and, and, and contextualizes, is I think of the I think of the like the really rock and roll part of that being the just the guitar interlude that's like cha 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 yeah exactly that one and yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's really contextualized in a way where it's very strange it's not like because that's the only you know that's the beat like that uh, you know that's the like the the kind of most exuberant driving thing in that. Um, in that song. And it's so, it's so, it's in quotes so much that it's so heavily ironized by the, the context of, of what it is that it's, it's almost impossible to kind of start headbanging the way you headbang in the, in the, uh, in a analogous interlude in Bohemian Rhapsody, for example. Right. Uh, which is also a heavily ironic kind of uh, uh, kind of song, but operates. I mean, but but throws into relief what's what's so special about the kind of the 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 Bowie version. So if he uh, was lifting off from rock and roll with with his powered by uh, Kraut Rockets, was was he uh, was he headed toward the Black Star all along? Huh. Yeah. I mean, that's very, that's very interesting. I mean, what is, what is the black star? Yeah. I mean, is the, is the black star death is the black star, right? Like, is it the opposite of the, um, is it the opposite of the, you know, the red sun that gives Superman his powers? Is it the, uh, is it the, um, is there something like, 
uh, is there something racial about it, right? Like the, the, the white star and the black star, you know, I don't, I don't know. It was like, uh, Bowie was definitely a, a champion of, of black music, you know, and that, and sort of acknowledged it, um, and his debt to it in a way that a lot of his contemporaries were not quite as sensitive, uh, to, 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 to put it mildly. I was probably over, this probably, I think it's probably not that my sense is that it's kind of the absence it's it's sort of the absence of light um and the kind of that the absence of warmth right i mean it, it almost makes me think of also a a almost like a a like black star as a phrase weirdly right reminds me of something like antichrist uh-huh. uh and i say this because like in in black star um in the, in the title track there's the line how many times does an angel fall right right um and uh and and i, I, I find that really um interesting um and i mean i think earlier right um some Something happened on the day he died. Spirit rose a meter and stepped aside. Somebody else took his place and bravely cried. I'm a black star. I'm a black star. Um, and so, I mean, I think that I think it's it's interesting. I, I think that so I, I think about kind of Antichrist. I think about also um, black holes. Right. So it is. Uh, but like that, rather than kind of collapsing and becoming something different, um, that it is both kind of the it, it it becomes something that is a negation of itself yet is still itself um and i guess in that way also is relating very much to death right and of of kind of 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 like you know that that black star is also the like is 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 life death right um well and- yeah and it's like the 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 art for the single is this um yeah this grid of lines that uh, seems to be warped in one particular place. And it reminds me of sort of the, the graphs of how, uh, uh, or like uh, 2D representations of how a black hole warps space time around it and sort of how things, how, how like in, um, how Einstein sort of described uh, things as being attractors gravitationally, um, you know, uh, light falling in, objects falling in, time falling in to a certain extent. And that, like, uh, that, 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 like, that seems to buttress your reading of the Black Star as a, uh, as a black hole, as a kind of singularity, as a sort of, um, as a thing that, like, uh, the opposite, I mean, the opposite of the White Star or the Light Star, right? Like, it, that that which emanates right yeah. the the black star sucks in you know yeah and that's a, well, and, that, and, and that's interesting because i think that there's i mean one thing that that is and i think this idea of warping of of time and space is interesting because you it's it's something different from kind of nostalgia at, even at that point right because it's not that it's looking backwards uh or reminiscing or regretting or or cataloging is that it is it is just sucking in right and and it's just uh and and it, and it is sucking in and distorting and pulling together and blending together. Um, and so that there is a sense of kind of having a sense, right? That it's the, 
um, you're you're at your kind of you know your your person. It's the event horizon of the self, right? Uh, in kind of in terms of pro- proximity of death, and so that there is a sense, right, of of kind of personally, historically, creatively, kind of being this great attractor, um, and kind of have and 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 not only kind of pulling these things, um, you know, your memories together, but kind of pulling everything uh, into yourself, right? Um, and and uh, and and uh, and and kind of um, making that kind of statement of like, if if it's ending, it's all ending, <laughs> right? And 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 you're going to, but it's it's kind of you're going to give it one last whirl in the blender, uh, and and so it's a kind of it's kind of um, it's 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 another way of putting it is like it's kind of dispatches from the eye of the of the hurricane, right? Uh, and it's so it's that usually, um, uh, or or it's it's another twist on the the Groucho Marx quote about uh, the out you know outside of a a, a dog a book is a uh, man's best friend inside of a dog is too dark to read right so it's like you know inside of a black hole it's too dark to read right yeah. I mean there, there's also I mean there's something it's kind of a horror thing or a sort of horror of death thing and the idea of sort of personality being being rent asunder you know yeah. in the way that you know uh and 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 sort of the physical body being being sort of rent asunder kind of returned to matter not not cataloged not apotheosized not like raised wholesale from the the dead the way that lazarus was but uh but actually, so, but actually kind of reconsumed, uh, back into the, you know, back into the continuum of, of, um, the continuum of all things. And, and yet if you're David Bowie, like though that happens, right. Like though that happens to you because you're, you're a human, you're an actual person, you know, uh, who who lives in the world and who lives in time and yet there there is sort of an outline there's a spirit that rises a meter and steps aside right and like yeah. and that like to a certain extent the black star is kind of the negative image of the of mm. this the, the black star is the dead star you know what i mean like is the negative image of the star that that persists uh and i don't mean like in photographs or in like weird nostalgic Facebook posts um, when like everyone's a Bowie fan all of a sudden after he passes. Right. No, I mean like um, the, the, the kind of the spirit of the work that, that persists uh, going forward, the kind of the outline that it, that is, is uh, still there. It's funny this weekend saw the release of Dr. Strange, which is the latest entry in the Marvel cinematic universe. And one of the things that happens is that Benedict Cumberbatch can uh, project his astral body outside of his physical body and do things on the astral plane on the, like the mystic uh, on the mystic plane plane and so it's um it's an interesting uh uh it's an interesting kind of analog to what what bowie seems to be getting at getting at here kind of you know how the black star is is constituted when you when you fall through that gate in the uh, department of mysteries in the uh in the ministry of magic in harry potter I mean, it's interesting because another kind of piece of kind of persistence, even beyond kind of nostalgia, is this kind of, you know, that there's also 
an element of kind of persistence is in being your own influence or something like that. Because, you know, I think what's striking about this album is that it is both kind of on the one hand, Bowie's it's, you know, that for the last few decades, um, you know, Bowie's solo albums have kind of engaged with kind of contemporary trends in ways that never really totally took. And there's a sense, though, in this album, in in returning to kind of 70s Bowie, he's making the album that is the most contemporary sounding, yeah. right? Um, and, and, and that is both contemporary in kind of in dialogue with some of what's happening musically in, you know, what we've kind of labeled the prog R&B or kind of, you know, these kind of major high concept um genre omnivorous um r&b and rap albums of this year but also of kind of 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 indie music as well um and that that uh and so that there's a sense of kind of by by doing himself kind of is doing something that is that is not nostalgic is it is simultaneously progressive and um and 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 nostalgic right yeah. um and 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 i think that there there's something interesting about that um of of kind of being your own influence right and kind of you know acknowledging the way and because i think that bowie um, even as he was less commercially active, became I think a re renewed font of of uh, influence and inspiration for kind of early um, early two thousands indie uh, and kind of the the indie that becomes pop, right? And so that in some ways he is the he is the the TFT patron saint. If if kind of what we are doing in this stretch is kind of looking at exactly um, that that point of of tangency between indie and pop um, that. He is he is part of that kind of match, mutually constituting um, uh, piece, and so that idea again, this kind of paradox of the black star, I think, is you know another thing. Of, oh, so you know, the black star is indie pop, right? <laughs> and, and and indie pop is the black star. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, uh, what uh, what else uh, song wise do you do, spoke to you? I mean, there aren't that. This is the thing. This is a short record, right? There aren't that many songs. Songs, uh, there aren't that many songs on it. Like, uh, they, and they they tend to be longer, and they tend to have sort of multiple multiple movements. But it's seven, uh, you know, seven tracks um, all in, and is not, uh, you know, I don't know, is is uh, maybe the whole thing is uh 40 45 minutes long or 40 minutes long some, something about like that yeah. yeah well it's interesting in terms of just saying other songs it's just stay on black star for a second oh, okay I, I you know or i you know that well yeah that it is it kind of is two songs isn't well, exactly it? and exactly. we've we've and, dealt with one and not really the other because because that 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 uh there's definitely a moment in listening to it where i sort of um you know, maybe at at the part that comes in halfway through, when when kind of black the I'm a black star comes starts coming in, I'm saying, oh, this is the ti- this is the title track. The second song is the title track, uh, and then I realize, oh no, we're still in the first song, and I only re- realized that after several several. Um, listens right that there are that it's a it's a song with with movements yeah right um and i i don't um necessarily i mean necessarily have i guess you know in, in some ways you know what else is a song you know what else has movements life <laughs> No, right. That, and so that that the the idea, right? It is the songs are both, 
You know, it is because it's 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 a it's a short album with long songs, right? Huh. Um, and and I think that that is very interesting and kind of and, and disorienting, right? And there's a lot of disorienting things um, about about the album. Um, the the songs the the song breaks don't happen when you expect them to ha- uh, happen. Um, the the beats are kind of unsettled. They they change, uh, and even when they are are kind of constant, or even in pre set mood they're often kind of shifting and and kind of rolling um and churning right um and so that there's a lot of um unsettledness so i i just i thought that that kind of song structural piece was something that was very interesting um about black star because it was it was uh, it was confounding. It confounded my ability to kind of think of these are the songs that are happening in this order. Right. <laughs> because it's like you thought it was, I, I had thought we had moved on to something else, but it was a, just a, um, a, a new expression of the same piece. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, but um, then, well, and I think that it's it's worth. I mean, we 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 rarely ever do this, but it's worth kind of for at least a little bit of a, a stretch taking the songs as they come. Yeah, <laughs> in, in order. Well, we didn't write exactly. We didn't. So so the the frame story almost of the uh, of Black Star is. Um, in the villa of Orman, in the villa of Orman stands a solitary candle in the center of it all, in the center of it all, your eyes. And there's a kind of chant and it's, it's sort of chanting. It's in like parallel organum, um, in like a kind of a religious thing. And the idea of like a solitary candle, uh, being part of a religious, uh, religious ritual and like the villa of Orman, uh, you know, genius, genius, the genius is a genius, um, have glossed it as being like a Norse word, but I don't know. It's it, it could be that, uh, but it's it's also just like it sounds biblical-ish. It sounds like scriptural, yeah. like it's the kind of old timey or like it has the kinds of sounds that that a a mystical village would have in its name, um, and the solitary. Uh, the solitary candle, uh, you know, uh, or the villa of Ormen, like is also like uh, Ormen, all men, men, uh, you know, men or something else, men or or beasts, right? Like the uh, the the um, the the resonances could be, you know, multivalent. Uh, the the and then uh, on the day of execution, on the day of execution, only women kneel and smile, women or men, right? Like uh, only women kneel and smile. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, more chanting at the center of it all, at the center of it all. Your eyes, your eyes. So like it, you know, it invokes death, um, but uh, uh, a sort of uh, punishment, death, a death by you know, death by execution. Um, that uh, uh, you know, being put to death, uh, that that uh, frames this story about the uh, about the black star, um, about the uh, something happened on the day he died. Spirit rose a meter and then stepped aside. Right is is in this kind of ritual chant, uh, sort like a like a stone. The black star is a stone in the setting of of ritual chant. Yeah, it is. It is very interesting. And I mean, I don't know. Again, in in some ways, some of these kind of the ritual execution is 
you know, he even says, you know, I'm not a pop star. Um, but th- there is something about this kind of the the ritual, the ritual sacrifice of the pop star. Right. And the kind of the um, it's a it's a kind of a, a flip side of, of the line from Graceland with every generation throws a hero up the pop charts. Right. Right. Because like that, if every generation is throwing a hero up the pop charts, then the previous generation's hero gets executed. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. What what happens? They they sort of go poof. Right. They they like yeah. their their celestial light is extinguished and they become uh, they become a black star. Right. They're they're sort of pulled apart by the gravitational pull of the new. Um, of the new star. And like, it seems, I suppose this has always been the case, but with David Bowie and, and Prince, especially their, their, uh, uh, unfortunate deaths this year, right? Like it seems that, that this process, this process of being sort of atomized into a bunch of pieces seems to be played out on, on social media. And, uh, and Bowie was as, as with most things like right on trend, uh, w- with um, with this, his death coming in in January, right? Like that that this uh, this sort of new this sort of new phenomenon is uh, this sort of new phenomenon of kind of dispersed, decentralized, performative grieving. Uh, being being a way <laughs> that that we lower down from the pop charts the heroes whom once we threw up there yeah i mean i think that's i think that's exactly i think that's exactly right i mean you know again that gets back to the lyrics that we said earlier right something happened on the day he died spirit rose a meter then stepped aside somebody else took his place and bravely cried yeah bra- um, bravely cried and the kind of the the bitter sarcasm of that of like yeah you know <laughs> like oh thank thank goodness you know <laughs> you know let me tell you what david bowie did not like your post about about his death, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. He didn't sad emoji it. He didn't heart emoji it. Uh, he, he just black. He black started. Right? <laughs> oh, I wish there was a black star button on Facebook. That would be uh, that would be so so glorious if if there was a, a black star um, thing on. Uh, on on facebook yeah and everyone everyone says r.i.p david bowie r.i.p uh in uh uh which you know stands for rest in peace or in latin it, it was uh requie scott in pace may he rest in peace or may she rest may she rest in peace so it's a wish um and you want them to rest in peace so that their soul is not damned right or mm-hmm. like tormented tormented for uh for eternity and it's it's something that i think a lot of the people you know who are are bravely crying and posting r.i.p on their things don't realize that they are uh they are engaging the most retrograde most um sort of like scary scary hellscape uh version of of like a religious a religious uh yeah. description of the ap- afterlife by posting by posting on Facebook they're dragging us back like 15 centuries but you know that's fine if Facebook makes you happy keep uh keep going at it let's talk well, about speaking, yeah I was just saying, speaking of being dragged back uh centuries yeah let's uh, talk about some jacobean drama right yeah exactly right and so you know i'm given to understand 
Matt, that uh, Tis a Pity, uh, She Was a Whore, the title of the second track, is a reference. Oh, <laughs> yes. There actually is a, uh, a Jacobean tragedy by John Ford. Um, probably. Oh, Tell us a little bit about the Jacobeans. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, James uh, followed Elizabeth, right? Uh, Elizabeth I reigned for a long time. Uh, Shakespeare's first plays were Elizabethan. Uh, she died. James I is king of England. Um, and the tastes changed, right, in this, uh, in this period. And there was a, um, just a move toward uh, sort of gory, sensational, lurid. What uh, what happens is that uh, that in in the kind of the Jacobean era, uh, they invented HBO. They invented the uh, the premium cable miniseries, and uh, with with a lot of TNA, a lot of violence. Um, <laughs> if not drama, it's Jacobean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that like um you know and it was all maybe a little more walking dead than it was masters of sex because uh you could do that and all kinds of beheadings gouging out eyes pulling out tongues uh there's uh in in um uh, the Jew of Malta, which I would say is actually earlier, but uh, the Jew is boiled in a uh, a boiled in a uh, vat of oil concealed underneath the stage, and his hideous cries ring out uh, in, in uh, you know as he falls into a trapdoor. Like it's it's pretty gory stuff and uh john ford's tra- and this was what was this was what was popular in the time john ford's and john ford not the american film director of of stagecoach and uh the searchers and my darling clementine and other classic westerns no but uh uh, uh john ford the jacobean dramatist um dating from like the late 1620s probably uh there uh, there he wrote a play called tis Pity she's a whore. Uh, not tis a pity, tis pity she's a whore. And it, it is basically concerned with the incestuous liaison uh, between a character named Giovanni and a uh, uh, his sister Annabella. Um, and everyone is against this. Uh, the priests are against it. Uh, everyone tries to convince them to do it, uh, except for Annabella's governess, whose name is Putana, because of course it is. Uh, right. And uh, she encourages the relationship. The incestuous liaison uh, results in a pregnancy. Annabella marries to hide the, the pregnancy. There are a couple of ancillary plots uh, involving plots to murder and, and plots to revenge. Um, and the uh, uh, plots to murder and plots to revenge. And in the end, uh, Giovanni stabs Annabella while uh, kissing her her um draws her in for a kiss and then stabs her uh and then walks into a feast with uh her heart uh skewered on a dagger this is the 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 kind of thing that they did in in jacobean tragedy uh and reveals the whole incestuous affair there is a bloodbath and then the uh uh order is restored in the form of uh in like the fifth act uh setting things right the cardinal orders further violence to uh purge the you know uh excesses of the of the earlier violence so um 
you know, uh, and, and the, uh, uh, the play ends with the Cardinal saying, uh, the, uh, who could not say tis pity she's a whore, which is the, uh, you know, iambic pentameter, uh, pentameter line. Who could not say, uh, tis pity, um, she's a whore. Everyone, everyone must agree. Now, this is an interesting move, like, uh, in terms of like the, the cardinal glossing the last, uh, five acts of drama, right? Uh, it's, it's being, um, it's being mostly her fault, uh, oh. that, Right, that it's you know, tis pity she's a whore, and that was the kind of the the tragic flaw, or that was the kind of thing um, that that was the kind of thing that that uh, led to all of this uh, terribleness. Um, so, so given given all of that, Ryan, what what do you think? Uh, what do you think Bowie is doing here with his I, I, with his uh, song? Tis a pity she was. Uh, a horror that begins with the unforgettable lyric, man, she punched me like a dude. I think I feel a great um, uh, confidence that I know that David Bode and I have read the same Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, for, I mean, because I, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, Bowie doesn't know his Jacobean drama, but you, like, this is a place where you end up on like a Wikipedia hole. Right? <laughs> uh, and, and you may have started somewhere a bit more familiar and you somewhere end up at tis a pity. She's a whore. Uh-huh. Um, and, and 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 because it, it is a a kind of um, there's there's a bit of so just even in the reference because it's a reference but it's a it's it's a bit on the obscure side I mean I don't know I mean Matt you know your drama is this a is this is this part of the canon <laughs> uh, yeah if you're if you're a scholar of early modern. Uh, English literature. This this is on this is on this play is on a lot of syllabi um, of this of this period and like and there are a lot of syllabi of this period that are not Shakespeare plays because people like feel like they have to teach something beside Shakespeare, you know, uh, to talk about the, uh, uh, to talk about this, this period. So a lot of Thomas Kidd, a lot of Marlowe, a lot of. Uh, um, Oh, Afra Benz, the Rover, uh, tis pity she's a whore, th- you know, uh, thing, things like this. But this is by far, uh, the best known play by, uh, Ford, um, and is like, uh, so it's, it's probably like if you bought a, one of those thick, you know, $50 Oxford, uh, or I guess they were $50 when I was in college. They're so probably like a buck 25 now, right? Like, uh, Oxford anthology of, of, you know, early modern English drama or something like that. This, this would be in it, but it's, it's not, uh, if you just took your two, you know, I don't know if you just took your, your two, uh, required English classes on a, on your way to, to your business administration degree. No, you probably didn't read tis pity. She's a whore. It's a long, that's a long way around the barn to say, yes, you're right. Um, I mean, I think that there, there's there's a few things that are going that are going on here. I think, I mean, I, I think that that 
the that she punched me like a dude um is is interesting because it, it is it, it is this one of these Bowie preoccupations with gender and the fluidity of, of gender and of, of androgyny. Um and and that 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 she's doing these things like a dude, right? Um and, and kind of punching like a dude. Um and there's there I don't know, there's there's something about the word dude that I think is is interesting because it it is a kind of old not old fashioned but like outdated word used by young people but Bowie was still old when that was the case yeah <laughs> right at least uh at least of 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 90s dudeness um but then i also think of um the song uh, all of the young dudes the Mott the hoople song um from the early 70s um that that Bowie wrote um right so B- Bowie wrote a song in 72 um called all of the young dudes um that uh that i think featured in um featured in juno i believe um among other things and it's kind of one of the the better known songs that he wrote and is kind of a very kind of classic glam rock um song and so i i i feel like that once i hear bowie say dude i i hear my glam my the, my glam dar goes off <laughs> uh, um, and so the, the, there's kind of a, a, a chiming of glam Bowie. Um, you have kind of, uh, you know, I, I think that, that you have, you know, this referencing of of kind of um, things that are, well, as we say, kind of, you know, very, very old and kind of very kind of, um, you know, 16th. 16th century um you have the 1970s um and then you have you have uh evoking of um of of war as well and of kind of uh, you know of that was patrol this is the war um and and i guess that there is a little bit of i mean i think that there is a little bit of what's going on here, and I guess this kind of fits a little bit with go- what's going on in the Black Star. Of that, when I when I read a beyond the kind of you know parsing patrol and and war and interpreting that, that I think that the the even just the construction of was and is, I think is feels important to me of that was this um and this is that was then and this is now right right um and so that there's a sense of there being this kind of blur of 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 sexy conflict <laughs> right um and that was even that was just the patrol uh-huh. right that was that was the calm before the storm i mean it's really interesting right let's think about bowie's um uh patrol and war um uh, and and leonard cohen's treaty right <laughs> um that that they feel um it's 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 they feel they feel very they feel different right um in in part because this is like because this is filled with you know this is klaus witzian war right this is the fog the fog of yeah it's you know tis a pity she was the fog of war right (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, well that yeah i mean it's it's 
Yeah, it's it it's very I mean it's very interesting. Like the the um uh, it's very interesting. It, it's inhabited from a di- from a different point of view, right? Like the Leonard Cohen yeah. song thinks about war, it, it sort of engages war uh, a, a little more abstractly in in talking about treaties. But it's it's kind of a great powers song, right? And like we talked a little yeah. bit about the principal yeah. agent problem yeah. of of me and my love, you and your love. Like who's yeah. the principal and and yeah. uh, and who's the agent? Well, this isn't. This isn't like that, right? Like, and we were no. talking, we were talking about yeah. who's, who is the military and who is the state as the kind of the mm-hmm. two actors. Either one is the, you know, and, and that maps on to like me and my love and you and your love. Like either, like either I'm in control and I'm the state and my love is the military or my love is the state and, uh, th- which has the power to make, uh, treaties and I am the military, uh, uh, sort of forced to fight the war that my love declares, um, on, on, on you uh, as you fight the war that your your love declares on me now as that as that happens like Bowie is in the trenches right like it's a bottom yeah. it's a yeah. bo- it's a bottom up view yep. uh, of the uh, of the war and like he's you know he's as as in a, a lot of wars he's like visiting prostitutes and stuff right. like he's in uh, he's in well, I guess maybe World War One or something like that, like uh is what what comes to mind, I suppose. But like uh um is that did I read something about World War One in one of these genius annotations? I, I think it's there in an annotation. I've I've seen it mentioned as as well. Um and but I think that it's it's there. I think once once you're kind of getting a vibe of trenches and patrols, that is the kind of the class of kind of modern but not contemporary war, right? That, that you're you're talking um, about. Um, I mean, it's interesting, right? It's a, that if he's kind of visiting, you know, visiting. There's a, the you know the narrator is visiting a prostitute during the war. It's you know again kind of continuing on Clausewitz. If war is politics by other means, then um, then uh, then then sex is war by still other means, uh-huh. right? <laughs> yeah. Right? And because there is there's these kinds of equations, right? Again, it's just there in the in the opening line of um, she punched me like a dude, um, and um, yeah, and the sort of the figure the figure of the prostitute, and especially the prostitute in like a tough uh, tough environment, like uh, a war torn, like a battlefield, or an old uh, the old west, or you know um, some some other sort of inhospitable environment uh, being sometimes tougher than the uh tougher than the the customers they serve right yeah yeah i i think that then it really that because i also read you know talking about kind of the you know, recontextualization i read the kind of title line in this case more is in a kind of sour grapes kind of thing it's like too bad she's a, it's like tis a pity she's a whore is like you know it's it's like because she beat the crap out of him <laughs> right yeah uh, and and stole and stole right and then also well I, it's also a little bit it's uh, i mean it's like there's a little flavor of like uh tis a pity she was a whore because she really could have been girlfriend material 
Right. It's like it's all of those things, right? That there's that it's 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 that these and it has this kind of it's not internally consistent, right? Um, and it's kind of deliberately kind of saying both of these things are at odds with each other, right? Um, and and so that there's this deep kind of you know not only ambivalence but kind of you know uh, internal contradiction. Um, and and uh, well, and again, we're back we're back to paradox, right? Um, and and we're back to these these things that are that are not logically consistent and are kind of at odds with each other. Yeah, right. And he's both he is both kind of pining for this um, and hating and rejecting at the same time, right? And there's 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 a sense of kind of being kind of. That there is that there is defense mechanism here, right? Um, uh, of 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 various kinds, um, and and as a mode of kind of, and the kind of indirectness is itself a kind of defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, and I think then another mode of the kind of the black star that we we didn't talk about is about kind of obliqueness uh, you know again we've talked it's it's about kind of not looking directly at the eclipse right but um kind of you know you you poking the hole in the paper right uh and creating you know the black star is 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 the shadow that allow you to see the effects of, of the eclipse without looking directly at it right and so there is this kind of by obscuring um that that there is a a kind of you know, a sense of kind of, um, of, 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 again, it's, it's that the, it's, there, there's wrestling similar, um, some kinds of similar dynamics and kind of, um, emotions and, and, and kind of conclusions to, to where Leonard Cohen was, but through very different strategies, right. And, and a very different set of kind of, uh, of, of musical and literary and kind of, um, psychological apparatuses. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, so it, it reminds me like the thing I was, um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the thing that, that makes me, um, that it makes me think about is, is the phrase darkness visible, which comes from Milton. And it's a, uh, uh, it's a description of the, um, the, uh, the, what the, the hell that, that the, the fallen angels are cast out into and all this kind of talk about, uh, about biblical stuff and, and fa- how many times can an angel fall and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. and the, uh, uh, the dismal situation, waste and wild, a dungeon horrible on all sides round as one great firm furnace flamed yet from those flames, no light, but rather darkness visible. So the idea of like the idea of kind of the anti fire of, uh, of hell, it seems to be them- thematically, uh, important here. It's also, uh, it's also a, um, uh, that phrase was used by uh, uh, much more recently by William Styron uh, in in a book uh, that is a memoir about depression and and sort of mental great mental anguish. Um, let's uh, let's close with uh, let's close with Lazarus, the the third song, and just because we've been stepping through one by one. Um, it will uh, it will be the one that we can get to before it's time to go. But it's it's something 
it, it is an interesting re- reversal given what we've talking uh, yeah, what we're totally. talking about with a kind of obliqueness or a kind of uh, metaphorical language because um, uh, the idea the the key line here uh, uh, the key, well, two key lines here. One in, in the first, uh, sort of verse is everybody knows me now. And the, Mm. in the connection of, of what we're, what we're saying, right? Like the idea of sort of performance and mask and slip and mask slipping and stardom and, and, uh, obliqueness and metaphor and darkness visible. Everybody knows me now. Um, the other line is now, ain't that just like me? Right. Mm. When, when, and, uh, there, it, it comes up, it's very, there's a kind of, uh, there's a kind of laugh of a smirk of recognition, uh, when, when he sings, ain't that just like me? So, so, I mean, he must have known his illness was bad. And when, when he says, look up here, I'm in heaven. I've got scars that can't be yeah. seen. I've got drama can't be stolen. Everybody knows me now. He, he's talking about the situation that we spent the first few minutes of, of this episode talking about. Of like, mm-hmm. he knows, we don't know, he knows. He knows, we don't know, he knows. And now we know that he knew. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like this, I've got scars that can't be seen. And everybody knows me now. Um and then going into the second verse, look up here, man. I'm in danger. I've got nothing left to lose. I'm so high it makes my brain whirl. Drop my cell phone down below. Ain't that? And then ain't that just like me? Ain't that just like me? Is an interest is an interesting thing because like that phrase um, requires uh, between a, a person who says that utterance, who speaks that utterance, and and a person who hears that utterance, a shared understanding of what the me is. Right. And I, I think that this line, I think that this line is only possible in the, it, uh, I think this line is only possible after, uh, the two days after the sort of glor- glorious two days when Black Star sort of was critically triumphant and, and was released and a lot of people were really into it. And then, and then Bowie dies. That's when the recognition happens. And so he was sort of singing to a situation that, that he knew was coming, but that hadn't arrived yet. Because when, when he said, ain't that just like me? He was, when, when he sang that line, uh, onto the record he was singing it to an audience that couldn't understand yet uh Hmm. what he was talking about and that's you know and that's a uh that is a a sophisticated thing but it's also it's not it's very direct and it's more direct actually in retrospect you can say it's more direct than we could possibly have been aware of at the time I mean, it's it's like it, it might as well say like if you're listening to this, I'm already gone. Right. <laughs> uh, but but like it's released two days before it should be. Right. And it's like what what do you mean you're gone? You're right here, <laughs> Bowie. Bowie, you're right here. I'm listening to you. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um, well, I think then there's another element of the, of being ain't that just like me um, that is. I mean. I, on the one hand, with the directness, that I think on the other hand, and we talked about this a little bit, that 
that this is someone who is is constantly reinvented. And I think this kind of goes uh, in line with Lazarus um, of of uh, and and is in harmony with what um, the Pitchfork uh, review wrote even before um, he passed. Is that um, you know he is someone who has. Um, killed off many persona and and reinvented them and 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 kind of resurrected David Bowie even as previous iterations of David Bowie um, died and so to be just like me ain't that just like me um, is a moving target the me is a moving target yeah right uh, and so at a certain point everything is just like me when you've reinvented yourself that many times um, that can mean something everyone can ev- like everyone. Uh, can uh, can answer yes, right? The the the, the answer is is a qualified yes, <laughs> right? Uh, ain't that just like me? Yeah, definitely. Yes, that is. And everyone can both say answer that yes, um, and yet also not agree at all with each other, um, because uh, what it means for that to be just like him uh, ha- uh, has so many points of entry and so many um, places where that um, latched on to people. And yet, then by kind of the the kind of with the, you know again it's kind of like you know checkmate Bowie right because <laughs> um, he, he set it up as like and everyone's kind of like oh yeah that's just like um, Ziggy Stardust Bowie that's just like um, that's just like Berlin Bowie that's just like um, that's just like late period kind of um, you know uh, uh, experimental electronic music Bowie um, and then it's like um, uh, and then we uh, and then you realize that Bowie just played all of us one last time yep. right um and that, that that is and that that kind of the meta you know, that that the 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 most kind of me that it is most like is the meta Bowie huh. right uh is is the process of Bowieing um and and the process of Lazarusing um and and of 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 uh inventing and reinventing um and and of of kind of of, and so kind of working with that um you know and it's 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 there's an amazing thing right of a living person who knows he's about to die saying look up here i'm in heaven right <laughs> right um because he knows that very soon it will be it will be accurate right right <laughs> Well, it's it's sort of time to send this podcast uh, to heaven, but uh, don't worry, we will resurrect it next week. Thanks very just, much. Just like, just like that bluebird. Just like that that bluebird. Oh, I'll be uh, I'll be free. Um, so, thanks very much for listening. We're on Twitter at TFT Podcast. We're on Facebook at Theory for Turntables, and you can jump into the show notes on this episode at uh, Overthinking It. Uh, look for the title on the uh, near the top of the homepage and and click show notes there to uh, not only find uh, links to um, uh, links to affiliate uh, uh, links to the to buy the record and, and support overthinking it with a small kickback to uh, read Wikipedia entries about David Bowie or Blackstar to read the lyrics for the album to read uh, uh, reviews of the album uh, but also to read John chapter 11 uh, from the Bible and the full text of Tis Pity She's a Whore. We always put together these uh, um syllabus uh, type uh, sections with with a recommended reading for things having to do with the album. You'll also find the comments section there where you can join in a discussion on what we've said or your own take on the album with other theorizers for turntables. So thanks very much for listening and until next week, please.
Keep it real.